And I believe that uh, with the current situation and what's going on around the world, uh, we're obliged in a way to um, help understand it. And to understand it well, you need to be able to measure it somehow. Um, the application that we use here was just for bus data. We're planning to integrate it with other transportation modes, look at other mobility patterns, and um, just use it to help us understand how um, the transportation system was impacted. I'm Sarah Fetsky. On today's show, a doctoral student at Mizzou is taking the pulse of our roadways. He's created a mid-pandemic assessment of our changing traffic patterns. This is St. Louis on the Air. And before we move on, I want to remind you that the biggest source of St. Louis Public Radio's funding comes from listeners like you. Because you value what you hear on St. Louis on the Air, donate today. Go to stlpr.org donate. That's stlpr.org slash donate. Even before the pandemic, Maghead Showman had his eye on St. Louis's bus system. He's a doctoral student in civil and environmental engineering at the University of Missouri-Columbia. Transportation trends are among his academic interests. And so he started collecting data about bus delays, trip durations, and cycle times. Now, during the pandemic, a million things changed. And among them, St. Louis's bus system. That left Maggot with a great set of data looking at just how things had changed. The data that he collected has now become a project titled Visualizing Transit System Performance Impacted by COVID-19 Virus, a case study of St. Louis, Missouri. The project recently earned top honors from the Transportation Engineering Association of Metropolitan St. Louis. And joining us today to talk about it is Maggot Showman. Maggot, welcome. Hi, Sarah. How are you? So when you first started gathering St. Louis bus data, what were you trying to understand? Um, so basically, um, our main goal at the beginning was to uh, sort of uh, develop a prediction model that can help us in uh, coming up with uh, future performance measures for the buses in the city of St. Louis. So give me an example. What would be a performance measure that, that might come out of this sort of data? So uh, we have uh, the data that we get in, uh, is uh, sort of uh, GPS locations for buses around the network. Mm -hmm. And then we compare that to the schedule of buses. And from that, we can calculate uh, delays, uh, how much uh, buses, how much time is being wasted uh, by the buses, the trip durations, the cycle times, um, and the headways or the frequency with which buses stop at a bus stop. So get a sense of just how well our bus system is working. Definitely, yeah. So then along comes a pandemic. Uh, did you expect this initial research to kind of come to a screeching halt the way so many things did back in March? I generally had no idea where, you know, what was happening. And uh, all that I had at the time was just the data that we collected. And then along with my advisor, we were like, why not just collect even more data now and compare to the previous data? And then we can shift the direction of the project. Hmm. So this data that you'd been getting, were you able to get it just as easily uh, during the pandemic when, when so many other things became so much harder? Definitely, there was a challenge in collecting data um, um, in, 
in general, big data, which is the one that we were mostly using, has a lot of challenges as well. Um, there's this, like the way they define big data is using the three Vs, which is volume, velocity, and veracity of the data. Hmm. So that was definitely a challenge. Um, and we basically had to come up with uh, our own methodology and build our own framework when it comes to dealing with such huge amounts of data and uh, trying to um, use it to help us understand how the transportation system was impacted. So this data you're getting, this is not some tidy little set that a layman could look at and be like, oh, yes, I understand now which route is, is late. It, it sounds like you had to do, you had to basically build a framework for what you're looking for. I would say that it's a lot more challenging than this. <laughs> it's, it's been around a year now that we've been working. Uh, on this project, and um, as the pandemic continues to evolve, and you know, we're as we continue to live these challenging times, uh, we're still collecting more data and trying to fuse it together with other data sets. Because um, the application that we use here was just for bus data, we're planning to integrate it with other transportation modes, look at other mobility patterns, and um, just use it to help us understand how um, the transportation system was impacted. Hmm. So uh, help us understand, what did you learn? Uh, what were your main findings when it comes to the bus system? Um, so our main findings were basically um, related to the performance measures of buses. So we did find out that while um, a lot less number of routes were operating mm -hmm. in the bus network, um, the the routes, the number of routes and the trips were reduced by around 30%. Um, the average delay at bus stops was, was reduced by 30%. But if we look at particular routes or certain trips on the network, we can see that the delays on these trips was actually increased because people still had to use the service. Um, the headways and durations were increased by around 14% and 1% respectively. Um, and all this data is visualized on our website where um, you can actually um, interact with the dashboard itself and look at certain trips and see which ones will help you more make more data-driven decisions and so. Yeah, and I do want to hype this website. This is pretty cool stuff. This is uh, Mizzou-Titan.com. You've put this there in a way that, that makes sense even to people who are not that smart about data. Who's the idea of who this is meant for? So uh, this uh, website was developed um, in my research lab uh, under my advisor, Dr. Yao Adugianfi. And uh, we basically added dashboards there to help us um, come up with visualizations for different projects that we're working on. So you'll find uh, dashcards related to mobility, dashcards related to congestion, and then the St. Louis project, the bus uh, transit system project that we've worked on. And there's still more dashboards that we're adding it's pretty cool. And we're going to have uh, Bi-State Development CEO Talby Roach. Coincidentally, he's going to be on the show on Monday. And I'm, I'm going to be curious to hear if he's aware of this, because I feel like if he's not, he should be using this data. There's some great stuff here. I'm, I'm very interested, though, um, this question of, of COVID-19 changing things. Do you have a sense of, of how it changed commuter behavior? You alluded to people who kind of just had to keep using the buses, people who are still dependent on this, even when so many people started staying at home. Right. So um, transportation in general during uh, the first wave of COVID, uh, so I would say sometime around April, uh, transportation in general was impacted. So uh, looking at the previous years up until uh, 2019, uh, the number of uh, uh, riders or users of the service was gradually increasing. But once this hit, the, it was severely impacted. Uh, and I'm not just talking about bus system. I'm talking about public transportation system in general. Mm -hmm. um, so 
there was uh, some research that I uh, found that it was actually reduced by around 70%. Um, and then up until July, then it sort of improved a little bit. Um, but um, it was definitely uh, severely impacted. Hmm. And you said that even with so many fewer people using it, in some cases, there were actually increased delays. Uh, how so? Right. So um, certain routes were, um, this is where the service was stopped on uh, the moment the pandemic started. And then uh, users had to sort of, um, because there was still demand on the service, so they had to end up using uh, nearby routes or so on. And then these routes were eventually impacted by the delays, by the number of users that were used, and eventually that uh, increased the delays on those routes. Uh, plus, the frequency of buses stopping at stops was also increased. Uh, I mean, decreased, so the headways did increase. So when you see some of these routes that, that look like they ended up hurting a little bit, you know, people were ended up going on to ancillary routes because they, they couldn't get on the one they used to use. Have you seen that um, corrected within this data that, that, you know, as time went on, maybe Metro became aware of it and, and fixed some of these problems? Or is that still ongoing in what you're seeing? So um, the data that we have currently on the dashboard is just a comparison. So we collected one month data uh, before uh, COVID and then one month during the first wave of COVID. Um, and that is what we're visualizing. Um, but uh, what we're planning to have eventually is an automated framework that can keep collecting data um, in real time and visualizing that. And then from that, you can sort of see changes by the day and then um, try to make more data-driven decisions looking at the dashboard. And you're going to provide this all just there free of charge? Or is there an idea there might be a commercial application for this? For now, it's open source. Anyone can join and take a look at our data and contact us for any requests for you know any other projects or different kinds of applications that they would like to use. The nice thing about the, our build framework is that it can easily be applied into any other city that can provide us with the same data format. Well, that's very exciting stuff. I have to ask, what first got you interested in these public transit issues? Um, so I'm currently in my second year PhD uh, in transportation system, and basically I've spent uh, my past, uh, I would say, five, six years um, involved in transportation projects uh, from my bachelor's degree to my master's and so on. And um, I'm very fortunate with the opportunity that I have here. Uh, my advisor is very supportive and uh, the resources that we have our, at our lab is very helpful when it comes to working on such projects. Um, I'm very passionate about uh, my field of study and I believe that uh, with the current situation and what's going on around the world, uh, we're obliged in a way to um, help understand it. And to understand it well, you need to be able to measure it somehow. Hmm. I think that's a, a smart way of putting it. Um, so you're going to get this PhD. What do you hope to do um, in the long run with that? So uh, my plans for now is to stay in the academic world. Um, I hopefully want to be a professor one day. Um, I'm, I have a very supportive environment here uh, from my department to the lab that I work in and so on. And um, I'm very excited to see what the future brings. Well, Maggot Showman, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and, and sharing this research. Thank you so much. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7. KWMU.
If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.